Team assembled. Red 2 standing by. Puce 7 standing by. Fat leader standing by. You can just say Porkins. You're listening to the worst thing ever. See, I was not previously aware of the uh, plumbed depths of Chris's expanded universe knowledge. Where were you yesterday when these two were going off about Star Trek and I had nothing to say? Hey, I can play for both teams. I bet you can. Yeah, I just, well, I mean, in both Star Trek and Star Wars, not that there's, you know, not ample fodder in, in the mainline uh, videography, but I feel once you step into Expanded Universe, there is something relentlessly stupid about pretty much any topic you can think of. What the Star Wars Expanded Universe does is completely expose the utter idiocy of the movies. And and they because they have to everything emanates from the movies instead of Star Trek where it's just kind of like uh, here's some new planets and shit, you know everything in Star Wars is like hey you remember that uh, that thing that was in this one frame in the background for four seconds that bullshit throwaway thing no well we have a story about that now yeah we're gonna do the two hundred year backstory of that fucking twig it, it it really reinforces the fact that Star Trek is really science fiction and Star Wars is just fantasy. Yeah. Don't don't Absolutely. the bookies come from uh Kashyak or something? Kashyak. Yes. Where the Warsher trees. I just I just wanted to say Kashyak. But yeah. Like the expanded universe is where where they explain how why Han Solo uses Parsec as uh, a measure of time when it's actually a measure of distance. Which I actually think is cool. They explain that they're the the blasters are not actually firing lasers, they're firing superheated plasma. They also do kind of explain why the stormtroopers have such poor accuracy. Uh, helmets. Yeah. <laughs> they can't see shit, Captain. The same reason Biff got sick owned in Starship Troopers. Was that Biff? I'm pretty sure it was Biff. If it wasn't, it was a damn good lookalike. Somehow I have this weird selective amnesia about that movie where every time I, I see like something from it, I remember anew that Neil Patrick Harris was in that movie. I always forget. <laughs> Every single time, I'm like, no, that can't be right. He asks if you would like to know more. How can you forget about Neil Patrick Harris and his amazing telepathic weasel? It's the, it's the centerpiece of the whole thing. A strong mental immune system? I don't know. <laughs> was that the first thing that he did after Doogie Howser? Yeah, there was a long gap before that. Yeah, it's the first thing I remember seeing him in in, in ages. Yeah. Which Crazy. is a shame, because the kid is good. I'm oh, going to yeah. be a pilot. He's super talented. Finally shed that Vinny kid. Dead weight. Well, you know, the good thing, I guess, is if you become, you know, like if you hit the peak of your stardom, you know, super young, then getting typecast isn't a problem, because by the time everyone forgets, you can restart your career. Yeah, you could just have a... A reinvention. Yeah, I was watching this documentary about uh, Adam West, and he was not so fortunate. <laughs> he's just shaking it, and he's 80 now. It makes me super sad. Well, you can lean into it like Shatner did. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I don't think Shatner le leaned in so much as clinged. <laughs> clung. Clung on. Drop kicked it from a stunt box. <laughs> Tech Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something. They made some, like, Cinemax film versions of those books oh i should read those books see just just to see how dumb they are uh, my understanding is they're not they're bad but they're nowhere near as bad as you would expect and in like 
like the sci-fi franchise kind of thing, they're actually like better than many similar things. There was a, a Half Price Books clearance sale uh, a couple of weeks ago that I went to, and you know, like where everything's like just a dollar in this big abandoned uh, storefront. Is is it abandoned? While their sale is going no, on? No, they, okay. they find it abandoned. Sure, that wasn't just looting? Move a shit amount of books in and then sell them. Anyway, like, we go to the science fiction section and, like, probably a good 25% of all the books were just tech war. Oh, God. It's just, like, the sea of tech war books. I'm like, oh, William Shatner. Oh. I feel so bad. Oh, your girdle is not on straight. Everybody has their weird sci-fi thing. What was uh, what what was the thing Hercules did for a little bit there? He fought Karate? the Martians. Yeah, uh, there was Sorbo? like some short-lived. Yeah, um, yeah Sorbo. Andromeda. That was it. Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, which they cl- like every single promotional thing was like Gene Roddenberry came all over this. He created it and he loved it. It was his favorite product he ever made. Fucking pilot episode was like six years after he died. He's dead now, so he can't refuse. Yeah. I'm like, who signed what that allowed them to advertise this this way? Comic shop I would go to in Athens, like, they had every kind of merchandise you would want. They had one DVD. Just one. And it was Andromeda. And it remained on that shelf, dusty and proud, for all the years that I lived there. (laughs) That's funny, because I think James went to that place a lot, too. And I remember the first time I ever went over to his apartment... He had a shelf of Stargate DVDs that I considered at the time the most decadent thing I'd ever seen in a person's home. (laughs) I'm just saying I want a hollow shower. Sonic shower is bullshit. That's like dry cleaning. That's not a real thing. I'm sorry, have you had a Sonic shower before? Is that where you just use like a Sonicare toothbrush on your jank? (laughs) No, that's Wednesday nights. You know, I I got that Sonicare toothbrush. Like, the first time you use that thing, it actually comes preset with, like, a noob-ass mode so that it doesn't frighten you, you know? And it's like, you know, after you've brushed several times, it will slowly ramp up the power to full capacity. I was like, fuck that, and I just turned it off. It's not wrong. Like, it's... That thing just goes fucking crazy. So I lean my head out of the bathroom I'm like, Jesus Christ, Ashley, this thing is fucking nuts, man. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be blood and pieces of teeth when this thing is done. I can see why people use this as sex toys. And she's like, wouldn't that really chafe? I mean, those bristles. I'm like, I, I, think, I feel like they turn it around. I don't <laughs> think they use the bristle side, honey. <laughs> Unless they're really into it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just like, oh, deep clean. Oh, I want the you know, side bristles to go all the way from blue to white. That raises an interesting point. I mean, aside from the fact that it takes a while, couldn't you use the same kind of induction charging business uh, for the toothbrush that on like a uh, vibrator? Uh, Yeah. And some vibrators do. They have ones that are like completely waterproof. Like it's entirely uh, coated in, uh, you know, whatever plastic material it's made out of. And it just does induction charging through it so that you can use it in the shower or whatever. Nice. Dishwasher safe silicone. I feel like my readiness to answer that question exposes a little bit too much into the Ray world. You were right on it. So so going back to the word lycanthrope, which was mentioned earlier, do you think that in the, um, the furry community, those that align themselves with dogs slash wolves uh, call it lycopene? Uh, get out. 
No, but I do know if you have information that can like undo the furry community. Uh, when you talk to reporters, you have them call you Deep Throat. I'm I'm ashamed of both of you. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been to two um two in person interviews at offices here. I'm trying to to do a full time remote thing, so I don't have to go to an office. But you know, I'm not turning down interested parties locally if they want to talk. Um, and yeah, I went to two. There's this is like the new trend, I guess. But like. They've got a, an office floor plan that I can only really summarize as a monitor salad bar because um, <laughs> it's basically like really long table with a monitor about every two and a half feet. No walls, no cubes, no nothing. Just you just sit on, you know, yeah. like like it's fucking cafeteria lunch table. That's like like every college computer lab. Yeah, and but that's like becoming a big thing, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, I had cubes before, and cubes weren't like ideal. There was when I first started, we actually were in this weird place where everybody had had a tiny office. It was awesome, you had a door and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm fine with a cube, but like, and and we even had the sort of bay cubes that didn't really have um full walls between them and stuff. But like, this is like I'm gonna fucking elbow somebody in the chest every time I reach for my mouse in a workspace like this. I could never work in that because I need separation from people, otherwise I get stabby. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm browsing Facebook at work kind of guy, but like I don't know, I just feel weird having somebody like half a foot away from me with that that is like my monitor's right there. It's hard to focus on a task at hand when you've got other people. I mean, like anyone that has worked in tech at all knows the the weird thing where like just someone standing behind you, you can't compute. Like all of a sudden, like passwords don't work and your mouse clicks and you're looking for stuff. So, yeah, having like multiple people around you when you're trying to do mission critical work for money seems like a bad idea. Yeah. And one of the places that I went um, this past week you know, they have like a bunch of, of quiet rooms, including ones that have like active noise. Can Like you walk in, you close the door, you hit a switch and there's like a, a brief hum. And then it's basically death, death quiet. Like you are you are out, you know, it's something that's not not passive, but it's active, you know, noise removal. Right. And these are just kind of like open bullpen, you know, like anybody can just grab them kind of thing. And I'm like, OK, I guess that. I guess that makes sense. Like it probably takes up less room to have, you know, the troughs of monitors and then, you know, uh, quiet spaces for people who need them. Then like, this, give is everyone. Our, this is our scream chamber. But I mean, I just, I'm looking at it going, I would always be in one of those. I would put up a little fucking, you know, like those little, uh, things you get at, at, uh, casual service restaurants that has a number to bring to your table. <laughs> You know, I'd put a thing like that at a, at my desk that's like, Patrick's in this room, and I would never go to my... Yeah. Why bother, right? Yeah. So, you know, the, the hunt yeah, continues. Yeah, you need some kind of separation. Like, I, when I started with the company I work at now, you know, I had like a little cubicle. And I was, you know, I was fine with the cubicle. And then we moved... And I had a little office, and that was nice, but it was those, like, the whole front wall is just glass, and that irritated me, because way too much light got in from the exterior windows. And then, yeah. And when we, like, finally moved into our current location, the new CEO, he's like, yo, you know, I'm going to shake things up and open floor plans. So we got these, like, they're giant cubicles, 
that are open on the side. And then there's like four desks, one at each corner and people were yeah. kind of back to back. That's exactly what and I he's had, like. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, so where do you want to go? And I'm like, I'll, I will be in the server room, right? The server room's tiny. There's barely enough room for the computer. I'll be in the server room, right? It is a windowless, dark refrigerated. That's where I'll be. Yes. If you want me to work, this is where I'll be. Ray, Ray knows. Ray knows this boss. We had the super high wall side-by-side uh, uh, -side cubicles for a while, and then we moved to the last building for the last two or three years uh, that I was there. Um, you had exactly what you're describing, though, what I call bay or, or pod style, where it's like there's a big square that has like each each corner is a desk. And the, in between the left and right and the top and bottom is kind of a half wall. Pod so, six is jerks. Pod six nice. was jerks. Yeah. They they moved us. Um, they needed more space out on the floor. Uh, so they moved the help desk back into just outside the data center. So it's in a secured area. And no one can come up and talk to us anymore, but we get bleed over from the data center in terms of the air conditioning. So we generally wear hoodies because it's fucking cold. <laughs> it's like 60 degrees back there. And then we were told we can't wear hoodies. It's unprofessional. For all of the the, the walking traffic you get through the right. area. Wear yeah. a goddamn wool blazer. <laughs> you will wear a sweater vest and you will like it. Yeah, unfortunately, in the you know, I like living in the server room, but the one flaw is it is tiny. And because of where the power and data hookups are, the way that that room has to be configured, the only place for me to sit is directly underneath the vent, like the high pressure vent that keeps Ugh. the room nice and chilly. So, like, it's fine. You know, I can set it to like 74 or whatever when I'm there. And it's totally relaxing for about 20 minutes. And then I freeze to death for approximately eight minutes. And it's that all day, which I think is probably why I am continually sick all the time. I've actually thought about getting a tarp and see if I can, like, pin it up at an angle over my head so it just, just diverts. Just get a canvas army tent. I'm just going to get, like, a big fucking parasol or something and put on a monitor armature. I was going to say, no, get a uh, get one of those umbrella hats. You know, it's just a uh, thing that goes on your head and has an umbrella. <laughs> it deflects it in a parabolic arc. Well, if I'm going to go that route, I'm just going to get one of those, old, like, fucking, you know old Chinese style rice picking hats, you know, it'd be like, who the fuck new hires are gonna be like, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's Raiden. He's our IT guy. <laughs> so, so who is this guy that created these films? Cause I didn't, it didn't ring a bell. Have we, have you guys done like multiple films of his that he it's, now has the Pyun mark of quality or, you know, that movie you got for me sometime last year called hard ticket to Hawaii. Oh, I do. So the director of that film that was the second movie in a 12-film series that is all interconnected by the same director and uses a lot of the same actors. Yeah, nice. Like, and, and uh, we found this out partially because, like, from the very beginning of Hard Ticket to Hawaii, there are posters for his prior movies scattered throughout the film. Seven. Yeah, like, there's a poster for Seven, and there's a poster for Malibu Express, and you're like, that Malibu Express poster looks pretty rad, and it turns out it's an actual movie that was the one that came before that one. That's awesome. So I'm, I, my theory is that by the twelfth movie, it's just going to be nothing but posters for prior movies. Very, very cheap to shoot. <laughs> and it came, it came in a very close second for fastest time to tits. Yeah. Oh well, that's I approve of that. But with like a couple minutes, but 
I mean, the world record and for all time was already achieved earlier this year with Spitfire, uh, a record 40 seconds. Wow. Yeah, Spitfire doesn't fucking mess around. Like, barely even got an establishing shot before you hit boobs. Boobs are the establishing shot. That's the problem, is they were not at all. Throughout the boobs, you're like, what? what is happening? Where am I? Why are they doing this? Who are these characters? Where are they? What vaguely European town? Is that a jet? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Uh, being on some of the darker parts of the internet, as I am, I see some really entertaining uh, sidebar ads. And I saw an ad for an adult film. And I guess they just they've completely run out is the title of this film was Hey it's Tits. <laughs> hey look over there. It's Tits. I appreciate him not burying the lead, but wow, just good job marketing guy. What falls downstairs? <laughs> a, a loner in pairs? Yeah, Ashley the other day asked me, she's like, Has Emily seen Ren and Stimpy? And I just stare at her, I'm like, Have you even met me? <laughs> Yeah, we talked about the uh, the birds shitting on LeVar Burton's face. I park in the little pad in front of the place instead of in the garage. And there is a tree that looms right over my parking space. Um, and I have a black car. But I'm I'm with you because if you think about if you think about the the physics of it, you know, they're they're aiming downward. Like if you're treating this like a bombing run, hitting the driver's side door top down, that's like a sliver. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like you have to angle that flight and release it at the exact right moment to grease that driver's side door right. es window. Especially on mine. I manage the software that lets us do that with bombs, so it's not impossible. Well, fucking stop selling it to birds. <laughs> exactly. Well, the birds are geniuses. It, it's just ingrained because, you know, they can sense electromagnetic waves and all that bullshit. So they just know to keep a positive trim angle and then release when the um, the HUD elements cross over. Because, like, I have a fucking a Yaris, which is, like, baby's first SUV, kind of, like, a little tiny thing. But, yeah, it is, like, completely vertical, almost. I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, you have to be in motion. And, and for me, it's, it's, it, is, it does seem personal because uh, there's, you know, there's a giant hood. The front of my car is, is like, Batmobile-style, like, ridiculous... Uh, uh, f like flat and and wide, so it's a giant target hood, giant target. But it's that one window that gets gets everything. They just yeah, they can't get enough of it, and it feels like a personal affront because the wife and kid have made you know our fucking yard like a wildlife refuge. Like there's bird feeders and hummingbird feeders and seed shit, and then special seed for the squirrels so they'll stop eating the other seed. And a bird bath, and I'm just like. Everything we've done for your people. Like, this is how wars begin, nerds. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I, I at least kind of understand, although he doesn't... I think it's the crows that are in the, the tree that are shitting on my car. We we are probably not uh, friendly with the, the bird cultures here, because my I actually yesterday coined the new term birderer uh, for my cat. <laughs> because... <laughs> He's been he he likes to go out and stuff. My neighbor likes to let him out, and he you know he has a grand old time. But she specifically requested that we keep him in for the last like three or four days because there is a nest of tiny baby birds on her back patio that she knows he uh, will fucking own. Um, I mean the last time like he he is ridiculous in his his you know bird murdering. Like the last thing he brought in was a fucking hummingbird. Motherfucker shit, caught catch a, a hummingbird. Bird. Well, they do just God. sort of hover there. I mean, they're just waiting. But they to can get veto anytime they want. 
Not if they're getting not getting a constant supply of of scissorp. <laughs> I guess maybe yeah. It, like the hummingbird was like, roo, 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 and he was just at the right place at the right time. <laughs> he was winding down. Cats are smart. They'll do that. Do you guys ever have that thing where like it's it's not super late, but it's you know it's later in the evening, and you try to go to like fast food. And they just won't answer. Like, it, they're open. Signs declare it. Lights are on. People are in. They're looking you in the eye. They just won't answer the drive through thing or open the door. Like, there's a there's jack-in-the-box here that is a 24-hour drive through but uh, the lobby is, I don't know, close to like 10 or something. Um, and if you go up to, like, there are times where I've gone up to the door, and there's like, you know, there's somebody like sweeping up uh, uh, straw wrappers or whatever in the lobby. Um, and the drive-thru is open, you go to the door and you let you like rattle it because it's locked and they just stare at you. They don't, they don't like gesture towards the drive-thru. They just sort of stare at you and it's creepy as shit. Yeah, no, it's weird, but like numerous times I will go somewhere at like, let's say they close at 10, right? And I show up at like 920 and I I don't know if they've just like, hmm, business is slow. We're just going to close up for the night. But they're in there, and the lights are still on. Like, if your sign is off, if you turn your sign off, I will let this slide. But, like, everything on the door says you're open, and you won't answer the intercom. Like, I get unjustly angry. Uh, It's like my thing where people have, like, a neon open sign in the middle of the night. They're clearly closed. Like, it should be totally legal to loot that place, because that drives me fucking crazy. But me and the kid, we, we went to her, you know, CCG tournament one night. And it's me and her and her friend. I'm like, okay, what do you want to eat? And they pick like, I don't know, Taco Bell and Wendy's or something. We went to four separate fast food locations and every single one of them open, lights on, refused to acknowledge us. Eventually, I started to think that like Alan Funt was hiding in the trunk or something. Like I was losing my fucking mind. They'd all gotten an Amber Alert matching your description. <laughs> For the youths in the audience, Alan Funt <laughs> hosted uh, Candid Camera which is a prank show before punked. And for the <laughs> actual kids of today, punked was a show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Chris, you're just you're just cooking, kicking the reference can down the road. <laughs> Not really solving it. Disneyland is the place where you can find any character on anything. Like they still have goddamn $70 hoodies that have Grumpy the Dwarf with a stupid like who let the dogs out slogan on it. And and they're selling that today. And people are buying that shit. And so it's it just blows my mind yep. like the the amount of bullshit they like they sell pins that are the fucking uh, uh a replica of the official conscience pin that Jiminy Cricket fucking wear. That's pretty cool actually. <laughs> Ask 100 100 kids under the age of 10. Who is Jiminy Cricket? And they're going to tell you, I think he was president. They have no <laughs> fucking clue who Jiminy Cricket is. And they're selling that shit, but God forbid, I want a fucking Wreck-It Ralph t-shirt. I, I think it's it behooves us to discuss the uh, the recent um, uh, Hamburglar reboot. Did you see this shit? Oh, yeah, the gritty reboot of the Hamburglar. That- is the dumbest, most hilarious shit I have seen in ages. Artisanally crafted uh, hamburgling. I just, GQ Hamburglar is the best thing. Uh, I want, here's why I'm not, here's why this doesn't bother me. 
is I'm already in my head thinking of all the Hamburglar and Burger King images <laughs> and memes and shit that are going to happen now. Wait, is Mayor McCheese going to come back with a giant handlebar mustache? Oh, God, I hope so. What about Fry Guys? What about the Nugget Kids? If if they're determined to do a, a live-action uh, uh, GQ, I think it's an accurate way of describing it, um... I I don't know. I mean, he looks like the the bad guy from an episode of uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Like that's about the budget they gave to that fucking. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Car- <laughs> um, Carl Sandiego. No, I'm waiting for the Abercrombie and Fitch esque shirtless purple man who will be the new grimace. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to see. Oh no! <laughs> oh, super buff grimace. Oh yeah. You cannot scale this this gritty GQ vibe to the rest of those characters cuz like what are those called the fry guys? Yeah, fry guys that are yeah. just like koosh balls. Yeah, like how do you how Tim Burton could not do a realistic uh uh puppet version of that and have it not be terrifying. God damn it, don't say that. Don't invoke his name. <laughs> he'll try. <laughs> he'll cast <laughs> he'll cast Johnny Depp as Mayor McCheese. No, yeah. no, no, as, as strung out Ronald McDonald. <laughs> no, I, Tim Burton has gone from something I love to like a, like a curse in Hollywood. Like, we don't say his name. Well, maybe now that he's divorced Helena Bonham Carter, uh, he'll return to his senses. I think he lost his senses long before her. Yeah, she was like the nail in the coffin of his his what we will refer to. As I, I would sanity. love to see how they take this this Warner Brothers Suicide Squad, uh, uh, you know, visual style and apply it to the grimace. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now we're going to now we're getting into some dangerous territory because, you know, you know what kind of actor would be required to play the grimace. I, I'm thinking they just spray paint Kevin James and give him a bunch of scars and tattoos and stuff. And there's going to be like, you're going to go into the theater and it's going to be like, first looks. And one of the commercials is just going to be like, you know, Abercrombie Grimace. Be like, the Hamburglar's taking my burger. I have to stop him. Oh, let's wrestle. And it's just going to get really weird. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's just standing by smoking a cigarette. <laughs> they gender bend Ronald, uh, Ronald McDonald. And instead of those uh, stripedy socks, he just has those like tats on the back of his leg that look like um, look like strings oh. and the bow. Dude, I could not be more on board with what you are <laughs> shilling right now. Zip. I actually, I, you had me a gender swap, and once it was gender swap, I was fine with. I didn't know you songs. were into clowns. Right? I, yeah, I knew you were into redheads, but clowns. You know, if, if anyone has taught me anything, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. There you have a fuckable clown. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't want a clown anywhere near my dick. I never, you know, when you talk about like character archetypes and stuff, like. I get, I, okay, so Ronald and the Hamburglar are like the Fred and Barney from the Fruity Pebbles commercials or the, the fucking... The, Tricks Rabbit. Or, yeah, or the, I was thinking of Cookie Crisp. Yeah, Cookie Crisp crook, crook, yeah. crook. I, I get that. What what role does Grimace have in all this? Also, what fucking food does he supposed to represent? What is his deal? Grimace is straight up the bitch that gets his stuff stolen. So he's like the wimpy from Popeye? Yeah, yeah, and Birdie's kind oh, of God, like, I oh, I fucking She's forgot kind of I forgot like Birdie. Birdie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she, 
she's like the ineffective deputy to Ronald and Mayor McCheese's like crime ring. She she's kind of like um uh from uh, Andy Griffith, the uh Don Knotts character. Bernie Fife. I see that. Okay. I mean, truth be told, even by our formative years, like Mayor McCheese and and what was the like constable hamburger? Yeah. Wasn't there another one? Like they were, they had pretty much been phased out by the marketing got by the time the marketing. I don't know. Got I remember us. a lot of those commercials. Um, no, I, yeah, I was uh, I, that was that was my youth was um, the the live action commercials. Uh, oh no, I'm the live action commercials. Yes, but like Birdie, Grimace, Fry Guys, the later advent of the Nugget Kids in uh, you know the late eighties. But like I, Mayor McCheese, I I think was oh yeah he phased was gone out by the time yeah yeah. I definitely, I definitely remember a lot of stuff with Hamburglar and Birdie and Grimace and the Fry Guys and and all that. Yeah, I would say Mary McCheese, yeah. like the <laughs> the uh, the city infrastructure phased out a little bit. They went local of McDonald Land. Uh, well, yeah, because you remember, especially like right at the late '80s, early '90s, they changed it up. They abandoned McDonald Land as a concept, and it became Happy Meal like Land, I think Kung Fu: The Legend continues with Ronald, where he was just like roving the earth and getting into adventures and escorting children to, to mcdonald's they're like oh ronald it's it's fucking raining and we can't do our chalk drawing and he's like skate with me into this technicolor backdrop of mcdonald's they had i gotta hand it to them they had the same guy be ronald in those commercials for like a really long time oh yeah there's there is a legacy oh, yeah. there and it is usually held by one person. It's like a it's like a Supreme Court. You have it until you retire or die. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Run McDonald. Yeah. yeah, I was I was told that too. Uh, my mom uh, worked as a like a manager for McDonald's for a while when I was younger, and she said, "Yeah, there's actually like there's one Ronald McDonald guy, and you know if you do a birthday party or whatever, like you're gonna make arrangements for a Ronald McDonald to show up, but." There is just one dude that goes around when they say Ronald McDonald's coming. It's Can that canonical guy. Ronald, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, canonical Ronald. And it was uh, it was uh, Officer Big Mac, by the way. Uh, Officer Big Mac. That's what I couldn't think of. Yeah, he was he was well and truly dead by the time we cared. I, I mean, I re I had a toy, and I very very seldom got uh, Happy Meals, and so the the having those toys was fairly rare. Um, but I, I have a toy mm -hmm. of him, so he was definitely relevant at some point during my my youth well i think a lot of kids only know about him because the early uh mcdonald's playgrounds used to yeah. be shaped in like those character archetypes and one of the cooler ones was the uh officer big mac um but yeah you never really saw him in much of the marketing I, every now and then i see the uh those uh mcdonald's food items transformers toys that were like those were like oh, those the best great. ones they've ever made, and I actually went ape shit. Like, like I said, didn't get a lot of Happy Meal action, so didn't have a lot of those toys. But when those came out, my friend got a couple, and I I happened to get one, and I was like, this is now a quest, and I went un uncharacteristically obnoxious yeah. about like I have to have all of these. These are fucking rad. And so now every time I see it, that there's this photo that keeps coming up on the internet periodically, it's just like the whole collection. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I uh, I had a couple of those. My favorite one being the French fry one. I don't know why, but that one was especially good. But uh, yeah, whenever I'm at like you know yard sales or you know I go out to the uh, uh, flea markets or whatever, every now and then if I see one of those, I'll be like, yeah, I'll buy that. They made bucket, a fuck ton funsies. of those, so they're they're out there. Okay, now I'm reading. This is very dangerous for me to be on Wikipedia for something this inane. But check hmm. this shit out. So. 
Ray, this is Ray. This is a Ray question because you people are young. Ray, what would you say? Like, what property uh, uh, or or creative agency out there would you say that the whole Mac, like like uh, McDonald Land thing reminds you the most of? Hmm. Wow, there's a lot that you could draw parallels, but it's a very Pee Wee's Playhouse kind of thing. Okay, I would go a little older than that. Uh, Bonanza. Hang on. Like a very Sid and Marty Croft. There you go. So guess who sued McDonald's over the uh, surprising similarities between McDonald Land things and, and their characters? They didn't, did they really? They did. Successfully. Wow, is that why it went away in the late 80s, early 90s? Specifically, the cross claimed that the character Mayor McCheese was a direct ripoff of their character, H.R. Puff and stuff. Wow. McDonald's paid them more than a million dollars. And that's 1980s money. You gotta be ballsy to say that anything is a ripoff of H.R. Puff and stuff. I mean, H.R. Puff and stuff is basically just like, get super high and just cut some foam up. Just whatever the fuck comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't match anything in pop culture. Uh, it kind of looks like one of my former bosses, but that's about it. But, I mean, now that I think about it, especially the Hamburglar, the, the, what I consider Hamburglar Prime, like the classic design for Hamburglar. No, yeah, no, it's, it's ripped from the pages of their bins. Super, I mean, like, there's a certain way you can do, like, uh, a face that looks like Pixar, like the, the size of the eyes and the way they're done, like, or like the Simpsons, right? Like, there's a, there's a certain, right. yeah, that fucking Hamburger, he looks like a, absolutely a Sid and Marty Croft character. Yeah. Actually, I would argue the Grimace also really, really well, has that aesthetic. Yeah, because the Grimace, you just look at it and go, what in the fuck is that? You, you fucking Grimace, that's what. Yeah, that's that's weird. I never thought of that. That is fucked up. <laughs> Many people believe Grimace is a taste bud, but McDonald's says he is the embodiment of a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> With that round-ass triangle shake? I've never had a purple milkshake. Yeah, he looks like a giant Hershey's Kiss that has some sort of purple discoloration. Yeah, love a purple milkshake. <laughs> the embodiment of a milkshake. <laughs> That ass, though. Also, if you want this character to be the embodiment of a tasty treat, why would you name it Grimace? <laughs> I know. Is he the embodiment of brain freeze? Is that what it is? Oh, Ray, I have a task for you. Okay. Additional family were revealed in a McDonaldland VHS tape, The Legend of Grimace Island. Oh, shit. <laughs> nope. I'm out. I'm out. That sounds like some Star Wars Holiday Day special bullshit. Oh, it's Life Day in McDonaldland. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit that, like, to this day, like, I kind of want to just pay a dude in that Burger King outfit to just hang out with me. He doesn't have to talk. That is still the best marketing. No, I I would forbid it. <laughs> I just want to, here's what I want to do. I want to pay a guy, dress up in the Burger King shit, just hang out at the mall, and have, like, an 80s-style montage of hijinks where we're just, like, playing side by side on one of those like uh arcade basketball things and like peeking over a counter at some hot chick and then like you know playing charades at the food court and just freaking terrifying out. somebody yeah. and then offering them a breakfast sandwich now, everything about this involves terrifying somebody like that is the central core of the theme you know he was in Mayweather's entourage for the boxing yeah, right and I'm so happy about that Jesus. 
Now I'm looking at all the characters in the Burger King Kids Club. This is bad. <laughs> uh, wait, all I remember is Kid, Kid Vid, Vid is the one we all remember. <laughs> because he was in a fucking wheelchair. And no, because no, he no, had no. Sega Master System controllers, and I, I was like, someone else has heard of this system. No, wait, Kid Vid, wasn't he the one that had, like, VR goggles yeah. welded to his face, and he had, like, a crazy remote? Yeah. He wasn't the wheelchair kid. Same kid. No, because that was his... You're thinking of wheels. Oh, fuck. You're right. And then I think there was, like, a girl and a black kid. I don't... Nobody else held as much... I think that was their name, too. Yeah. yeah. It was on, you know, like, the skipper to the movie star and the rest. Yeah, okay, it was Kid Vid that was always the, the part I, one I liked. Well, he was like the spokesman, because he, like, said things. Everyone else was just like, yeah! They were like the other three kids. Anytime a group of kids is pursuing the Tricks Rabbit, they just don't say shit. Yeah, those commercials uh, foster a lot of, like, mob mentality. You know, even though they don't advertise with it and haven't for, what, like, two decades, you can still go to Burger King's, and they still have Burger King Kids Club-like stuff. Like activity pages and murals and shit. It's weird. Well, I'm wondering what the terms of because like like Kid Vid had like not generic but like very specific Sega tie-in stuff. Yeah, and I'm wondering how long that actually lasted. I barely remember that, so I, it can't have been a lengthy arrangement. Well, I mean, Kid Vid does what Nintendo don't. Is that where you just use like a Sonicare toothbrush on your jank? I don't want a clown anywhere near my dick. <laughs>